Now, uh, we want to talk uh, for a few minutes to Neil Robinson, Professor Neil Robinson of the Department of Politics at the University of Limerick, uh, because uh, Ukraine, it never went away, but it feels like, unfortunately, it stepped up to another level of seriousness over the last 24 hours. Good morning to you, Neil. Morning, Joe. So we have seen uh, Vladimir Putin uh, do two key things. First of all, he has partly mobilised, I think is it up to 300,000 reservists in Russia, and it's obvious where they will end up. And secondly, he has escalated the rhetoric around the use of nuclear weapons. Yes. Um, first of all, on the mobilisation, the 300,000 was the figure that he used in his speech. However, the documents that were put out make no reference to the numbers of people who might be called up. So it's described as a partial mobilization, but it might be a, a larger mobilization by stealth. Um, but that said, they are going to have difficulties uh, getting people to turn up and volunteer and even if they do turn up, um, they're not going to be particularly effective troops. Now, isn't it the case that there's already been suggestions of significant desertions from the front line by the Russian uh, soldiers? Yeah, desertions and also many soldiers who were on contracts um, who had the right to revoke those contracts and leave, go home and did. Uh, and one of the things this mobilization does is remove that right from contract soldiers. And the contract soldiers are probably the better uh, soldiers in the Russian army at the present point in time. Um, so they were leaving, which was obviously a big problem. But now, of course, they're going to be extremely dissatisfied by the fact that um, what for many of them was short-term, financially, um, very... Um, uh, good contracts uh, are now compulsory contracts and uh, until the war ends. So uh, Putin solved one problem, if you like, or trying to, uh, but possibly has created others. Yeah. It's very hard to know at this point how to get off this ledge because the simple truth is Putin is not going to allow himself or in his mind... Russia's cause to be humiliated. Um, Ukrainians have a, a very distinct position, which is get out of the country, and they have had military success. Um, and the world is to an extent caught in the middle here. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the other things that possibly Putin tried to do yesterday, which links in with the nuclear threat. They announced that they were going to have these uh, so-called referenda on um, the areas like Donetsk and Luhansk joining Russia. Um, so Putin will then say, uh, by popular demand, these are Russian territory, uh, uh, part of the Russian state. And any incursions into those territories... Um, it constitutes uh, an act of war against Russia, and we can use nuclear weapons. And that, if you like, uh, signals a, a, a baseline bargaining position. 
um, that, you know, sort of I now have grounds to escalate this war far in excess of what I've currently sort of prosecuted in Ukraine. Um, so negotiate with me and force the Ukrainians to negotiate. Right. Um, I saw John Simpson, the veteran BBC Foreign Affairs editor, say yesterday that uh, we've only seen two mobilizations of this sort uh, in Russia before, and they both led to world wars, not on their own, but as part of it, uh, the first and second. And he's describing this as an incredibly dangerous moment. Is there any real prospect of Vladimir Putin being, frankly, crazy enough to order the firing of nuclear missiles at Ukraine? And secondly, is there any prospect of people following those orders? There's every prospect, I think, of people following the orders. Um, It's whether the order's going to be given. I mean, using nuclear weapons is an incredibly tricky thing. I mean, you hear a lot of talk about the use of tactical nuclear weapons. Um, But there's very little tactical use for a nuclear weapon. What are you doing? Are you clearing uh, a line for your troops to be able to go through? Um, You know, sort of, uh, that's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, So most uses of nuclear weapons are strategic. Nobody has ever used tactical nuclear weapon, if you like. Um, So how we would use weapons is is very hard to see. Um, You know, so the prospects are still relatively small um uh, but you know sort of he's he's trying to sort of create pressure uh, on western leaders to curtail weapons transfers to ukraine and to force them to force ukraine right. into negotiations. and at what point do those democratically elected leaders have to consider the potential impact on their own citizens of continuing to support the ukraine cause in the way they have up to this point well i mean i think they're already considering it um you know because of what the war has done to energy prices and how it's added to uh inflationary pressures in in european uh and and north american economies um so uh, i think you know sort of governments think that they could deal with it um for the next uh, few months and hopefully ride out the winter uh, go into a period where energy prices possibly begin to fall again uh, and inflation might be more controlled. So I think people are already thinking of those things. Uh, they're just hoping that it's not going to get worse and there's not going to be any unexpected shocks which make the pain that we're already dealing with from the war worse. Okay. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, we'll be talking to you about this again. We, we wish that it was sure off the will. agenda, yeah. but unfortunately it's not. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, Professor of Comparative Politics at uh, the Department of Politics at the University of Limerick, Neil Robinson there. Your views. 